0: It's post time. Welcome to the ESPN 1000 Miller Lite post game show with your hosts, fantasy expert and host Jeff Miller and two time Super Bowl champion Chicago native Howard Griffith the ESPN 1000 Miller Lite Post Game Show. Presented by Miller Lite, the official beer of the Chicago Bears. And brought to you by GetCoveredIllinois.gov. The Home Loan Experts, ComEd's Energy Efficiency Program, and Harry's Raising. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. (laughs)
1: Bears are still alive in their search for a playoff berth as they defeat the Jacksonville Jaguars 41-17 on the road today in a game that was workmanlike. Um, it was good enough, but it certainly left me with a lot of questions in regards to how this team goes forward. But nevertheless, it's a successful day. I'm Jeff Meller, along with two-time Super Bowl champ Howard Griffith. Oh, Griff, what do you think of today's win?
2: You know, I think they went out and did what they were supposed to. To a, a below-average team, they went out and dominated them, and it, the score could have been worse. Um, but listen, this is this is a Bears team that that's found a way to to win against you know bad football teams, and listen, that's part of the deal. Now the, the issue is, they're going to be good enough, most likely to to be in the playoffs, and. You know, they're in control of that now and did a great job today. But this still is a team that this still has a lot of question marks when you start to look forward, you know, not only to the rest of the year this year, but also next year.
1: Yeah, there's no doubt about it. And three one two, three three two, three seven, seven, six, if you'd like to react to the Bears win over the Jaguars. Again, very impressive in terms of the score line, but when you watched it play out, especially by the fact that at halftime it was certainly a struggle and you know, the fact that Mitch Trubisky throws the interception that he did at the end of the second quarter is just unacceptable. And to your point, against better teams, that's going to come back and haunt you every time. And so there's going to be a lot to talk about throughout the postgame show here on ESPN 1000. There were a couple of notable national writers who pointed out that the idea of Mitch Trubisky getting a big contract and maybe a, or I, when I say big, Um, I mean, in regards to just the fact that he'd be a starting quarterback. But, you know, there's been a few articles out there today that noted because Trubisky has run off an impressive four-game stretch now and the Bears have got back to their winning ways and are now on the cusp of a potential playoff berth, that the idea of him coming back next season is certainly more in play. And he's he's impressed some NFL executives around the league. I, I do have to say, when you watch what we saw today, Howard, he, he gets the job done. If, if, if it's a nice play, if Matt Nagy has schemed the guys open, Trubisky, the talent is there. I've never had any doubts about his ability to make the play to uh, an open wide receiver. Yeah. It's when he has to make a play against the defense that's forcing him to go through his progressions, which even today was was a paramount, That that's still a problem for him.
2: Yeah, you see you see the issues. You still see the issues. But then you also see his ability, uh, when there's nothing there, to be able to improvise and use his legs. and. You know, that's a big part of where the National Football League league is right now, being able to extend drives with your legs as a, from, from a quarterback perspective. But he's still got to be able to make good decisions. The one, as you mentioned, uh, the interception uh, before the half is a problem. Missing a wide open Graham down the uh, field was a problem. So, you know, I think there are situations like that where he still has to get better as a quarterback. But as you mentioned, the Bears are in a very, very difficult spot right now because of what he's done the last few games. Yeah, it
1: is certainly interesting to see the way this play out right now. And with a win next week against the Green Bay Packers at home for the Bears, they host the Packers. If they can get that win, they will have claimed the seventh seed in the NFC. The Packers, whether or not they'll have anything to play for, remains up in the air. A lot depends if the Packers can take care of business tonight against the Titans and If, by chance, the Los Angeles Rams can beat the Seahawks today, then the Packers will have clinched the number one seed in the NFC and thus will not have much incentive to play a lot of their starters next week. Now, we'll see how that plays out. I'll monitor the Rams and Seahawks score all throughout the postgame show here, keeping people apprised of what uh, is happening. And, of course, the Packers and Titans is the night game tonight. So I'll keep everybody aware of what's going on there. But again, three one two three three two three seven seven six. How did you feel about the Bears' win today? Uh, a throttling of the Jaguars, forty-one to seventeen, and yet still uh, maybe not as impressive as the scoreline might want you to believe. Let's go on out to Atlanta and say hello to Aaron. Aaron, you're on ESPN one thousand with Howard Griffith and Jeff Mello at a postgame show. What's up?
3: Hey, Jeff and Howard. Good afternoon. So, yeah, you guys brought up the point I like is from a business standpoint. What do you do? I mean. Do you bring back your, uh, your general manager? Do you bring back your head coach? Do you put some kind of offer on the plate for Trubisky when you the organization gave up on him game five or whatever game it was in Atlanta? So it was a great victory. I love to see the offense score. Four weeks in a row, we've seen 30 points or more. Um, <clears throat> I'm just happy that the offense has woke up, but the play calling... From the run game, is uh, I don't I can't speak of the offensive coordinator that the head coach handed over to, but he's been doing a great job at it. We are seeing more play from the running game, play action, roll out Trubisky. But next week, uh, it, it will be interesting tonight to see what happens with the Packers. So, like most Chicagoans, go Bears. Happy to see us win. But um, it's interesting to see what's going to happen at the end of the year.
2: Yeah, Aaron, thanks a lot for the call. Appreciate it. It's going to be interesting because, it, you know, as we've been alluding to, the business side of this is is going to come into effect. But listen, the Bears have done an outstanding job of being able to run the ball to me because I think Montgomery has been overshadowed because they've been trying to give the ball to everybody but Montgomery. And it seems that now. The offensive line is getting better push up front, which is allowing that run game to have some success. And that's what they needed to be able to take some pressure off the quarterback and be able to run some bootlegs and be able to run play action. And they've been able to have some success there as well. And, you know, Allen Robinson continues to dominate. It doesn't seem like anyone's able to stop him. Yeah, no doubt about it. And I'm sure he took a little
1: extra gratification in the fact that he was able to do it in his old, old stomping grounds in Jacksonville. Um, and again, remember, you can always watch us on Twitch uh, at ESPN 1000 Chicago on Twitch. Uh, a couple of folks in there, one inside of the Twitch chat room, wondering, uh, is this really um, a win if you make the playoffs, but you just bounced in the first round? Now, Howard, we all know that you've got a couple of Super Bowl yeah. rings to your name. Were you ever on a team, though, that kind of just snuck into the playoffs, but really
2: didn't go very far? Yeah, I've been on a team like that. But, you know, it's uh, it's still tough You because you believe that if you get there, you've got an opportunity, and that's part of it. And, and listen, these players are as realistic as everyone else, but they're going to go out and put their best foot forward to try to continue to move forward once you make the playoffs. But they also know that it's, it's difficult and you have to play mistake-free football. When, when you're a team like the Bears who – when it comes up to to being able to play against quality opponents, they've not been able to deliver. Inferior opponents and, and average guys, they've been able to you know have some success against and find ways to win. But it's still a difficult you know proposition when you once you get into the playoffs, you've got that opportunity. And I know that uh, as frustrating as it could be from Bears fans' perspective to think, okay, you make it, you got one week, and you're not going to do much in the playoffs. It's still you know a feather in the cap uh the coaching staff and the organization to say that we able to make the playoffs. The Miller Lite Bears post game show
1: here on ESPN One Thousand with the forty-one to seventeen win over the Bears. I'm sorry, over the Jaguars. The Bears have now scored over thirty points in four consecutive games. That's the first time they've done so since nineteen sixty-five. That's a that's that's quite <laughs> that's quite a display there. And it but it is it is. Like again, I don't want to be completely negative because you take care of business, you do what you have to do, but perhaps it was just the 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 mindset I was put in watching this game. Because uh, if folks missed it earlier today, Adam Schefter penned a an article quoting several NFL executives talking about how Mitch Trubisky, with his play, has perhaps you know drawn the interest, or at least the idea that the, you know, he could be uh, making a case for why the bears need to reconsider bringing him back next year after obviously declining his fifth year option. Mm -hmm. So that, that, that report came out right before, you know, an hour before the game started. And so, and truth be told, Howard, you and I have kind of been talking about this since Mm -hmm. Mitch re-entered the picture is, okay, he's back under center and he's done a nice job the last, you know, they've got three wins out of their last four games and three wins in a row, and even in that game prior to where they started the win streak against the Lions, they were in position to win, but again, the Lions, the Texans, the Vikings, and the Jaguars, now, those are four for the, the you know, those four of the worst defenses in the league, <laughs> and, and sure, it's nice that Mitch is taking advantage of it, but let's not be Crazy here. We can't pretend like the the rest of the season didn't happen and didn't occur. It's it's kind of crazy to me that that report comes out and we're like we're supposed to pretend like these four games have happened against you know some of the better opponents in the league. I I would be I'd be more open to the idea of putting more credence in what has happened if even if he had done better against the Packers, which was the game before the Lions. You know what I mean? But whenever Whenever it's been a real test, you know, Mitch, unfortunately, has kind of failed those tests.
2: And the way these executives will look at it, because this is, what, well, this is what ends up happening, right? They'll say, well, they'll find every reason why everything else around Mitch was not working. Now, they'll say, okay, Mitch didn't play great, but they'll say, okay, he had some help. It wasn't just the quarterback that was out there floundering. Otherwise, if it was just a quarterback, he never would have gotten his job back been back in a position to 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 be able to put this streak together that he has but listen he, these execs can talk themselves into something really quickly, so now the bear's in a situation do you let him walk? It was you know do you do you just let him walk do you tag him oh you, would, would i i'm just i'm just yeah. You know, no, this it, is not maybe not the franchise tag, but do you, do you tag them to you know yeah. to at least allow yourself to have some possible flexibility if if someone decides to come after them, and you know it, it, it's going to be fascinating off season, particularly if uh, they're able to to get a win next week versus Green Bay. Uh, Green Bay doesn't have anything to play for, even if they do. Um, this is this has put the Bears in a very awkward situation. Um, with their quarterback and you know just what they're going to do with the rest of their team as far as allocating uh, resources. And you still have to decide what the issue is a management going to stay on for another year or what you're going to do. No. And it's, you know what, that's um,
1: even, it, it's interesting you bring that up because even if the Packers are playing for a buy, there's still a little bit different mindset. When you know you're already in a good position in the playoffs versus a team that is desperate just to get that berth, So, you know, in some ways, no matter what happens for the Packers here, I know they want the buy, but no matter what happens, the, the Bears have everything to play for. And so in that regard, it's going to be, you know, an interesting game next week, because, again, if they win, they are in they have grabbed that seventh seed if they can hold on and 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 fortunately for the bears believe it or not even though um even even if they lose next week because of what unfolded yesterday in Arizona with the cardinals losing to the 49ers the bears can actually lose next week but with the cardinals loss to the rams next week the bears would still mm-hmm. get into the playoffs so the, they they took care of business today against you know uh, a jaguars team that unfortunately really lacking some playmakers now they've got some decent players you know competent nfl players but they're they're in terms of actual playmakers they're lacking those and they and without james robinson they're you know the workhorse who they've relied on the rookie running back who was ruled and acted today um you know they really didn't have a whole lot offensively outside of dj Chark.
2: yeah not a whole lot there um for them to be able to have some success. And, and you know, the other thing, too, is uh, quarterback made some mistakes and, as well. So, you know, they've had issues in Jacksonville all year long. And, you know, mm-hmm. this is a team also that when you're beat up like this and, you know, things start to go wrong, the guys start to pack it in and, and start thinking about other things. So, you know, this was a uh, a, a, a good setup game for, for the Bears to, to build their confidence for what they have to go after uh, next week and see what happens.
1: Three one two three three two three seven seven six. That's how Brad, who's in South Elgin, got in. Uh, Brad, you're on ESPN one thousand. What's going on, my
4: man? How you feel about that Bears victory today? Hey, it looked good in the second half. It's A little slow in the first half, but you know. Um, so, quick couple points here. Uh, you know, you, you were just talking about you know the Lions, how you know we we lost that game, and that that could be the deciding factor right now um, in this playoff berth. Obviously, we control our own destiny. But the offense until Mitch fumbled that on the ten yard line, like the offense did their job at that point. The offense is rolling, yeah, you're yeah, you're going up against, you know, not so good defenses, but that's what good offenses do, is they take care of business, they score points against bad defenses, and that's what the Bears have been doing. Another point here too, I love Darnell Mooney. Holy cow, like this kid, I don't know if he's gonna be a number one wide receiver for this team, but he's gonna be a number two for many, many years and he's gonna be great. So that's my point. So we got it. Uh, bears da- bear down. Uh, let's get it next week. Go, go Bears.
2: Hey, Thanks, Brad. Brad's excited, Jeff. He's excited about what he saw today, pointing out some young players it, stepping up and making plays for the team.
1: No, there's no – look, I, and I know sometimes I come off sounding a little too critical, and it's just, you know, maybe I'm a little – I consider myself a bit of a realist. I'm ex- Look, I'm excited that the Bears have something to play for. You know, uh, having watched the Bears my entire life, I want them to do well. And so the fact that they're they have a potential playoff game on the line here to play for is exciting. It makes I it's always better when as a fan you have an interest and there's something at stake. So don't get me wrong, once it became apparent that they were never going to be close to a top 5 pick, I was, you know, I was easily like let's go. Let's let's win as many games as possible here. But I also wonder just how far you can go in the playoffs. And look, I'll tell you what: it would go a long ways, I think, for Bears fans, even the ones who are skeptical of Mitch Trubisky. It would go a long way. Somehow, some way, the Bears could get sneak into the playoffs and actually upset, you know, the number two seed, whoever that ends up being, whether it be the Saints, you know, the Rams, the Seahawks, whichever team ends up being in that two spot. Um, If the Bears could get in and actually pull off an upset, I I think, yeah, then all all of a sudden the conversation around Mitch Trubisky would change dramatically if he had a good performance in the playoffs. Then you could maybe say, okay, what we've seen over the past four or five games, you know, you put a little more stock into it when you actually can beat a uh, an opponent that puts up, you know, a real, you know, resistance. Yeah. That, that's what, I, That's what, as a Bears fan, that's kind of what I'm hoping for.
2: Yeah, and, and that's fair. I mean, that's fair. I, I think, you know, where we're heading, though, um, is, you know, a Bears is going to make the playoffs. They're going to mm. you know, have a nice showing. Uh, and everything is going to be delayed for what's going to happen with this team. And I'm talking front office coaching staff. I'm talking quarterbacks. You're going to delay everything for at least a year because they're not going to make a move on anybody if the Bears makes the playoffs.
1: See, there you go. I was, I was taking a sip of the Kool-Aid, Howard, and you, you brought us right back to uh, Reality Road. But that's okay. Uh, we're going to keep you grounded here on the Miller Lite Bears postgame show here on ESPN 1000. Again, 312-332-3776. Instant reaction with you, the fans. Get in early because we're going to hear from Matt Nagy, uh, Mitch Trubisky, Jeff Dickerson throughout the show. But this is your chance to sound off, so let's do it next.
0: The ESPN 1000 Postgame Show returns after these. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. Ah. Welcome to the ESPN 1000 Miller Lite Postgame Show. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000.
3: Ah.
2: One second and seven. This is Montgomery. Picking his way around the left side. Inside the 10 to the 5. And a little patience shown there by the running back. On first and goal, Montgomery gets
0: the call and gets the touchdown.
2: The Bears have been relentless here in the second half.
1: David Montgomery, another game. Over 100 scrimmage yards. His fifth in a row. Also... Fifth straight game scoring a touchdown. David Montgomery um, becoming the first Bears player to do that since 1977. Uh, fair to venture, I guess, as to who uh, the man who uh, who did it back in 1977 was. Howard.
2: 1977.
1: Jeez. I mean, it, it, I'll, it's not. It's not hard. I'll tell you that. There's one man who's. Uh, let, let, you know, he's one Mr. of the names Pay- who is. In, <laughs> exactly, he's instantly synonymous with with running the football in this town. Uh, Walter Payton did it back in 1977, and David Montgomery, uh, the first to do it since then, again uh, five straight games over 100 yards from scrimmage and also scoring a touchdown. So uh, he also did. He's also the first Bears running back to score a touchdown in five straight games since Neil Anderson did it back in 1991. And, I mean, I think, you know, in an era when passing is king, clearly the Bears are benefited when they commit to the run.
2: Yeah, no doubt about it. And to me, again, this is, if you look at a lot of the teams right now that are are having a great deal of success in the National Football League, they are, for the most part, throw first teams, throw first offenses. Mm. But, if you're not built that way, you've got to find a way to be able to run the ball and have some success doing that. And in the Bears, the last you know five or six games have found ways to run the ball and have gotten much better compared to where they were when the season began. Uh, they were, you know, were struggling to find the right uh, type of running style to be able to have success with those guys up front because it wasn't working out. But it seems that they've made some scheme changes. Uh, and have gone more to being committed to the run, and, and it's paid off for them, and it's, it's also, I think, helped their defense as well. No, there's no doubt about it. I completely
1: agree, and not just scheme, but also I think some personnel changes have helped, you know, with the additions of Sam Mustafer and Alex Bars on the offensive line. They've kind of figured some things out, and so that has helped as well. Um, and I will say at times still today, Matt Nagy, you know, Coming out of the half, I believe he threw four straight passes um, when the game was still very much uh, to be decided yet. Again, uh, if you're just joining us and you missed out, the Bears did take care of business today, 41-17 to over the Jaguars. Um, but the uh, first half was certainly competitive by both teams, and it really felt like the Bears should have been more to put it away sooner. But ultimately in the second half, the Jaguars really kind of Showed you who they were as a franchise day they, when they, they just they, they couldn't help but make mistakes time and time again. And at that point, it wasn't too hard for the Bears to just take care of business, which moves them to eight and seven on the season. And now just one win away from claiming that seventh spot in the NFC playoffs. I'm Jeff Meller along with two time Super Bowl champ Howard Griffith. We're taking your phone calls here on ESPN 1000 312 332 3776. Let's go on out to Quentin, who's in Fort Worth, Texas. Quentin, you're on the postgame show. What's up, my man?
5: Hey, how you doing, Jeff? Uh, just wanted to touch a little bit on the Mitchell Jabisky thing. I know it's going to be a huge talking point. I'm as much a realist as you are. I just think that Mitch has done enough to to prove himself a starting quarterback, not only in the NFL, but as a Chicago Bear. Uh, I think that loss against the Lions was, had a lot to do with the defense as well as uh, just these last couple games, the defense has been a little shaky, and I think the offense has gone out there under Mitch Trubisky and done the job. So I think he's done enough to prove himself a Chicago Bear, and I think the question to begin with, with him being benched was very questionable. A lot has to go uh, on Matt Nagy and Bill Lazor. I think th- we need changes starting with them, and I think this Bear's offense can be a- – whole different person with a little bit better of a coaching staff.
2: Well, Quentin, thanks for the call. Um, You know, that's an interesting perspective um, when you talk about, you know, the the coaching staff, you talk about Mitch is good good enough to be able to do it. I I just think it's, you know, it's still hard to say. It it really is difficult to say because as well as Mitch looked at times today, is he the guy that's going to take you to the next level? If you're talking about changing, Uh, general managers and head coaches, you know, are you going to keep the quarterback around just to to find out whether they like them or not? I I mean, it's – this is a tough spot. And I think, you know, people are going to – it's talked about more and more. I think people are going to realize just how difficult a situation the Bears are going to find themselves in in trying to construct a roster when there's uncertainty at the uh, head coaching spot and then there's uncertainty at the general manager. Yeah, I, I, look, I'm not completely adverse to bringing Mitch back.
1: The problem for me lies in how much you're going to have to pay him. Now, I can't, I've gone through the st- starting quarterback positions across the league here, and outside of Washington, there's not really any team that stands out as one that would be chasing after and lusting after Mitch Trubisky. The rest of the league basically has a, a a bona fide quarterback in place, a young guy that they're already wedded to and trying to develop, or they have a high or they're likely to have a very high pick in this next draft, and so you could see why if you're the the Jaguars or the Jets, if you if they want to move off of Darnold, you know, you could see why they might turn their attention to a, you know, somebody in the draft rather than try and spend, you know, a sizable amount of their cap on Mitch Trubisky. But you look around the league and I just don't see anybody who's going to say Mitch Trubisky is the highest priority. We need to go out and sign him. They may like him to come in, especially with with him as, as the idea of bringing him in as a backup. I think that, you know, most teams would jump at that. But building your offense around Mitch Trubisky is a completely different conversation in my mind. And when you look around the league, the bears are are, for him, you know, I'm sure he probably doesn't love the way it has unfolded here, but the bears are probably still the best landing spot for him next year because he's comfortable in this system. And again, they're because of their cap situation and because of where they're likely to be drafting, they're not ready to go make a move for a quarterback who can really compete with him anyway. So Honestly, you look around the league outside of Washington, give me, you, you cannot give me another team that's a, you know, a better landing spot for Mitch than the Bears.
2: Which is fair. So if you're the Bears and you're Mitch, are you essentially looking at a one-year deal? Right? I think that's where I think Mitch would want to be because there's no way he believes that he's going to lose the job because he won it in training camp last year. Although it was modified this season, there's no reason to think he wouldn't win it again. So Absolutely, this, as you mentioned, could be, you know, the best spot for him because he knows exactly what he needs to do. He knows the offense, and it also allows them to allows everyone. I'm saying as a as an organization to give it one more year and see what happens.
1: Yeah, and again, because the Bears are in a situation where they've now won eight games, they're not going to be hit picking high in the draft. And so, you know, if you're going to uncover the franchise quarterback through the draft route, you're likely going to be picking a guy who is probably going to need a little bit of time anyway to develop. So it's not someone who you're going to, you know, plop, plop in and say, okay, you're the starting quarterback from day one to begin with anyway. So for a lot of reasons, it certainly seems like Mitch is It's lining up. For a real, uh, a very real way of this unfolding, where Mitch is your starting quarterback again next year, but like I, I'm with you, Howard. It, it does feel like in a lot of ways we're just going to be kicking the can down the road a year, and we're going to have to, you know, see where it goes from that point on.
2: And, and you still have to figure out what you're going to do with Allen Robinson, who's done nothing of late but continue to raise his value you know, as a wide receiver in this league. So does he all of a sudden become, you know, the guy you're going to have to franchise uh, to keep him here? And you know what that's going to mean as far as commitment to dollars? Or are you, you know, are you better off trying to get a deal worked out? That's going to be, again, they've got some issues that they need to figure out. They need to prioritize some things and get things together. So that is the
1: macro view of things, but we're certainly open to talking about the micro from today. Again, a 41-17 win over the Jaguars. i got plenty of of people on hold that I want to get to here before we uh, get to Matt Nagy's postgame press conference. So hang tight with us, folks. We'll get your calls in here next. And also, uh, a former league MVP had some harsh criticism for Mitch. We'll let you hear what he had to say next.
0: The dissection of the Bears game continues right after this. This is the ESPN 1000 postgame show on Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app.
2: This is Chicago's home for sports.
0: The ESPN One Thousand Miller Lite Postgame Show is back, it's back with your hosts, ESPN One Thousand Fantasy Expert and host Jeff Mella, two-time Super Bowl champion, Chicago native Howard Griffith. Now back to more on ESPN One Thousand and the ESPN Chicago app.
1: ESPN post game show here on ESPN 1000. The Bears get a win in Jacksonville and keep their playoff hopes alive and well. They will get in with a win against the Packers next week at home. So all they need to do is win against the rival and you're in. So that is good news. However, not everybody. Was buying all the Mitch Trubisky love that we were talking about from earlier in the day. Rich Gannon, a former league MVP who was on the broadcast on CBS, didn't find you know didn't find everything to be rainbows and balloons. Let's hear what Rich Gannon had to say about some of uh, Trubisky's play.
6: Jake talked a little bit about the, the mindset of Mitchell Trubisky, and he has been more vocal. You know, he's he's asking for more, more input into the offense. I think this is an offense that obviously features the running game of David Montgomery, and then the play-action game off of that in the boot, something that Trubisky has been really good at. Where he's not so good is the drop-back passing game, where he has to work through his progressions and read the entire field. And, and I think... Bill Lazor and Matt Nagy have worked hard to kind of keep the Bears out of those situations. They want to run it. They want to play action game and the quick game on the early downs, and they want to move the pocket with Trubisky. What they want to avoid are the third and six plus situations where he's got to drop back or sit in the in the gun and try and read the read the defense. First down now from the 13. Trubisky with time
2: the move coming back this way and looking and throwing to the end zone it is intercepted in the end zone
0: Joe Sobert the middle linebacker
6: Greg that is that goes down as a horrible decision you just watch him he's going to run all over the place he's going to wind up back to the right and the best thing to do here the only thing to do here is what you hear me say it every week Greg just throw the ball away just throw the ball away And live for another down. There's a couple of things you cannot do in the red zone. You can't have penalties, you can't have sacks, and most importantly, you cannot have turnovers. This is just a bad decision. It's these kind of decisions that ultimately got Mitchell Trubisky sat down in the first place. You just cannot do that. Wide open and just overthrew his intended receiver at the five yard line. Look at this. This just, you got to make this throw. I mean, good protection, got to give commit a chance to make the play
1: and that's it that's the point there what rich gannon gave you a former league mvp here telling you who's played the quarterback position at the highest level there you know Mm -hmm. league mvp he played in a super bowl he's telling you right there you know mitch he's got a lot of great skills and that's why sometimes i think you know fans can get deceived it's when you ask him to go through his progressions which ultimately He's going to have to do because I know you know we had one of our previous callers Howard talk about how you know they don't feel like Matt Nagy has put him in the best position. I mean, listen, Matt has his has his issues, but I mean, I still think he's he he schemes a pretty good game. He gets receivers wide open quite frequently for Mitch to make some easy throws and it's when the easy throws, they're not going to be there all the time. The truth is that when you play better defenses, sometimes they're going to take things away from you, and that's where you need better play from your quarterback, and that's where Mitch seems to fall short.
2: Right. You've got to be able to make good decisions, and these are like that decision at interception. That's, that's a decision that you make when well, you're a rookie, but you, but you see things. you know he was, he was in a rhythm. He was feeling good about himself, and he took a shot, and you've got to know when is a good time to take that shot, uh, and when it isn't, and taking that shot, then at least put the ball somewhere where only your guy can get it. He didn't, and, and no, that cost him. That a uh, terrific point because you know it's ten
1: to ten as you're going into the half. At the very least, you should have an opportunity to kick kick a, a pretty easy field goal from where they're at on the field. If you just throw the ball away, and they still would have had a third down, and he before he throws the interception anyway, so. That is the absolute worst time to throw an interception in a, in a close, closely contested game there. Now, it obviously didn't hurt them because right. the Jaguars just don't have much that they're putting out on the field that can be competitive at this point. But still, like, that's just unacceptable. You cannot do that at this stage of your career. Let's try Steven, who's in Columbus. Steven, you're on ESPN 1000. What's going on, my man?
4: Happy holidays, gentlemen. Thank you, as always.
2: Same to you, Steven.
4: Well, the Bears accomplished uh, their goal. You know, beat the snot out of Jags. Set uh, their uh, you know majority of their starters in the fourth quarter without any injuries. So there's that. And also, we also gave Jags a uh, uh, first overall pick to Trevor Lawrence. So <laughs> both sides, you know. But listen, it, it just still concerns me that Nagy has this, uh, I guess, tendency or has this. Desire to kind of call plays because that jet sweep—that's something that Nagy would come up with. And I know he wasn't calling plays, but he was holding play sheet today, and it just kind of scares the bejesus
6: out of everybody.
4: <laughs> and I know Nagy kind of still wants to call plays, but the big picture is: no matter what happens next week, regardless, the Bears have some very, very key decisions that they have to make a decision on. And Trubisky, you know, just looks so jumpy. His foot was not even set at all today every time he threw. That was kind of still concerning even his fourth year. I wouldn't give him a big long-term contract at all, maybe one, two years like you guys were discussing. And if Nagy is back, you know, I would definitely make sure laser stays on because obviously laser is doing a much better job play calling the scheme that Nagy has come up with, which obviously ironically opens up more questions to what Nagy was doing prior to giving up play calling. But at least I'll give him credit for, you know, having the foresight to give up play calling. But this is the ultimate uh, goal. You win, you get in. If you lose, then you open more questions To you know about the inability to beat the Packers within your own division that's all right thank you
2: thanks Steve appreciate it you know I think we're probably looking at one more year Mm -hmm. with with the whole regime right I think yep you know they they found a way to turn it around Um, looks like they're gonna be in the playoffs and you know who knows what happens then and much like Mitch has grown some uh, since the benching, I think it's fair to say he's, he's a better quarterback than he was before the benching. Uh, mm-hmm. says that there is some growth there. And, uh, you know, if they can continue to maybe add pieces, do some different things up front, who knows what can happen. But, but I think these guys are going to get another year. And I, I'm, I'm not totally against that right now after them getting to, you know, getting to the point where they're you know, almost in the playoffs. Yeah, no. Yeah, and and it
1: really just looks. You look at your options, and that's where I don't know if there's really any better ones that you are that are staring you in the face. And so it seems logical, but again, I, I, you know, we come back to you know. It feels like yeah. For all the physical talent and ability he has, is he somebody who's ever going to be good enough to you know forget the fact that you want to go to the you know try and win a Super Bowl is Mitch Trubisky any, somebody who you can even um, make you know a halfway decent run in the playoffs with? I think that'll be the question. And that's why even though they'll be up against it and with whoever they're playing, they'll be an underdog in the playoffs if they get there. Um, it would certainly go a, a long way in changing people's minds if uh, they could actually make some noise and win a game in the playoffs. But uh, I'm getting ahead, of our, getting ahead of ourselves a little bit there. So <laughs> before we go there, we'll have plenty of time to talk about that next week. We'll continue to take your phone calls. We're also going to hear from Matt Nagy. Matt Nagy met the media. We'll hear from him in
0: two short minutes. Don't move. More of the ESPN 1000 postgame show is coming up on Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN 1000. And the ESPN Chicago app.